Welcome to Healing with Healing, the podcast that dives deep into the world of dating, relationships and self-worth. I'm your host, Rachel Teeling, and I am here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment and meaningful connections. Join me as I open up about my own personal experiences, share insightful dating and relationship advice and explore the path to discovering your true value. Whether you're navigating the complexities of modern dating, seeking to cultivate a healthier relationship with yourself or your significant other, this podcast is your safe space for growth and healing. Get ready to embrace the love and confidence you deserve. Let's begin this transformative journey together. Welcome to Healing with Healing, the podcast that dives deep into the world of dating, relationships and self-worth. I'm your host, Rachel Teeling, and I am here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment and meaningful connections. Join me as I open up about my own personal experiences, share insightful dating and relationship advice and explore the path to discovering your true value. Whether you're navigating the complexities of modern dating, seeking to cultivate a healthier relationship with yourself or your significant other, this podcast is your safe space for growth and healing. Get ready to embrace the love and confidence you deserve. Let's begin this transformative journey together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing with Teeling. I am Rachel Teeling, your host, and in today's episode, I am going to be really vulnerable and honest with you because, well, I'm finally better. I'm finally over the cough, the cold, the snot fest that has plagued me for the last six weeks. The antibiotics have kicked in. Well, they've worked. I finished them last week. I got myself to bed early every single night last week, I think, and had a very chilled weekend, which aided my recovery massively. But I basically spent the weekend really um, clearing out Nyla's bedroom, making space for the Santa stuff. But I'm not sure if she actually believes in Santa anymore. So it's all very confusing. Um... But yeah, we cleared out her bedroom, got rid of some of the toys, made some space. But she hasn't actually asked for any toys this year, which is a bit sad because I'm quite sad that the baby doll things aren't getting played with anymore. She wants to keep her push chair, which is cute. So I said I'd put it in the loft for her. Um, but yeah, the baby doll stuff is getting played with less and less. And she's asked for a bedroom makeover and a new bed for Christmas and however much I would love to say this is amazing what a great idea I love doing bedroom makeover I do genuinely love doing these things and making things over and making it all look nice and new and getting her a new bed would be brilliant because she's couldn't really got one of those is it a cabin bed where they're like high up in the space underneath um, and it's just a nightmare to took her in at night time. Like I can't get in that bed and cuddle her. And she would like a day bed. So like, you know, one of those beds that pulls out into a double bed, which would be so useful for people coming to stay over. And it would be brilliant. And I'd love to say, of course, you can have that immediately. But I don't have the time to do a bedroom makeover. I don't have the budget to buy that new bed. And I don't have the bandwidth right now to do 
a complete makeover of her bedroom because it would involve stripping wallpaper. Wallpaper, which I love. I must like show you the wallpaper. I must pop it on my stories or something. It's like beautiful abstract pink and gold gorgeous wallpaper and I decorated that room many years ago and it was once upon a time uh, office for the recruitment business that I worked in with my ex-partner and that's why we started it all from that spare room and my current office was Lila's bedroom and then I swapped it all over because Lila needed a bigger bedroom and yeah I live here on my own so I've got a tiny office now and it's lovely it works perfectly for me but I have been totally beating myself up about not being able to give her exactly what she wants for Christmas. And there's the whole thing about Santa. Does she believe in Santa? Does she think Santa's going to bring her presents? Does she think that because she's not being a good girl, that she's not getting a bedroom makeover and a new bed? Like, these are core memories for our children. It's going to, it's killing me, this whole Santa thing is. Uh, But if you've listened to previous podcasts of mine, you'll understand about my Santa problems. (laughs) don't agree with it stop lying to my children anyway um and obviously I co-parent her and I have that underlying fears that her dad would do like Disney dads do and he will go big and extravagant and something like a Porsche will appear (laughs) I'm joking but something big and extravagant will appear and this is crazy but we were having a chat on a dog walk the other day And she was basically telling me how she was really excited to go to her dad's house um, because she had a new wardrobe at his house and she hadn't had a wardrobe at his house before. I didn't know this actually, but she didn't have a wardrobe at his house. She must have shared his wardrobe. And yeah, she's not had a wardrobe before and she was really excited to get to his house so she could hang all her new clothes up and, you know, do like little girls do and look at all her things. You know, it's cute to have a new wardrobe, isn't it? It's exciting. But I didn't deal with the conversation very well because I was triggered that he'd bought her a new wardrobe and it's not in my budget to buy her a new bed at the moment. So I did have to explain to her that new stuff can't always happen all the time. And at my house, things are very different than at daddy's house. And, you know, we have different budgets and we have different ways of doing things. And it's so very difficult to navigate these things, isn't it? And she clammed up and then she wouldn't tell me about how excited she was about her new wardrobe after that. She wouldn't tell me about her new wardrobe and wouldn't tell me anything about daddy's house. So Maybe I was right to tell her about things being different at different houses, but I felt like I handled it really badly because I was triggered and not because I want her to know that things are different at different houses and we have different rules. And that's that's true of anywhere, isn't it? You know, if you go to a friend's house, they have different rules. If you go to your grandparents' house, they have different rules. So did I deal with that correctly? I don't know. But what I am coming to realise is that things are just that. They are different. And different doesn't mean better. It just just means different. I have something different to offer her. And that is enough. That is good enough. And I can say with 100% certainty that her dad's love language is gift giving. I was with him for a long time. It's gift giving, no doubt about it. He loves buying gifts. He loves giving presents to people. And that's lovely. But my love language is quality time. Hence why I like going on a dog walk with her and talking to her and getting her to talk to me without distractions like iPads and TVs. And I love spending that one-on-one quality quality time with her. So it is okay for things to be different. 
And I've spent the last few days reinforcing to myself that what I have to offer and what she's getting from me at Christmas is good enough for her. And it is really important as single women in every possible way that we believe that we are good enough. Because if we lack that self-belief, we don't have anyone else to help us reinforce that self-belief. We don't have, I mean, I do, I'm with Ed these days and he's my biggest supporter, but sometimes we don't have the support of other people that believe in us, that believe that everything we do is amazing, that we are good enough and that gives us the encouragement to have that self-belief. So we have to brainwash ourselves to believe that we are good enough. What we have is good enough and what we are is good enough because if you don't believe that all you have is enough then you are just going to be attracting all the not good enough people situations and things into your life and I was heard somebody talking an online conference thing that I was talking I was part of the other week I did like a two-day online entrepreneur experience and the talker, whose name was Barry, but I can't remember the rest of her name. It was part of like an Amy Porterfield. It's the course that I'm doing at the moment. Um, to create my online course. Anyway, I was listening to her and she was talking about sales and how we are all afraid of selling, which is true because we don't want to sell the thing because we feel like we're being really salesy. And But actually what we have is a service to somebody you know if you are an entrepreneur you'll understand that you are doing this for a reason but we are selling a service we are trying to help people and if you are certain about what you have so if i'm certain about the products that i'm selling or the thing that i'm selling or the service that i'm selling then that will be the person who wins the conversation so the person who is the most certain in a conversation will be the person who wins that conversation. So if you are very certain about yourself, you will win that conversation. You will win. And this related to me in so many ways because, you know, I've been poorly recently. I've had basically a chest infection and I've been so tired. I've not had the energy to be certain about anything. My parenting with Lila, like, am I telling her the right things? Am I just going along with things? Because I haven't got the energy to tell her any differently. My usual boundaries about kind of eating at the table, getting her homework done, reading her school books and practicing her spellings. These are things that have all gone out the window recently. And she has noticed too. She has said, I'm worried about my reading, mummy. I haven't done enough reading this week. I haven't practiced my spellings this week. And it's because I'm too knackered to sit up straight at the kitchen table to do her homework for her, for her, which is pretty much what we do. Um, Have you broken your New Year's resolutions yet? I have to admit that I don't do New Year's resolutions because they just don't work. So instead, I set myself goals based on what area of life I want to improve. And this year, it's my health and fitness, growing my coaching business and paying off my debts, which is a whole other story as I was left in a considerable amount of debt by my ex-partner. I have reflected on last year and worked out what went well and what didn't, which means I can use that as a pathway into how I can actually achieve my goals this year. I would love to help you do the same using my coaching skills and tools. 
I use these myself and I can help you reflect on last year, work out what is important for you to achieve this year and put some tangible steps in place for you to achieve what you set out to do this year. I'm offering a one hour one-to-one session for just £24 for you to set your goals this year. These spaces are limited and there's a link in my bio for you to book yours. I'm too tired because there's so much other stuff going on as well, as well as me having a chest infection, as well as school carol concerts, parties, mufti days, all the things that are going on at school at the moment, all the things that are going on around us at the moment. Routine is out the window. So I had to come to realise that I can't be perfect all of the time. 90% of the time, I'm a responsible parent. I cook fresh healthy food from us from us for us from scratch most of the time we eat all our greens our homework gets done some of my homework doesn't get done let's be honest but her homework gets done and that is good enough and you know i do feel like i've been a bad girlfriend because there is lots going on i've been poorly lack of routine musical houses, packing to go and stay at Ed's house for a full weekend when we've got Christmas activities and nights out. And it's hard for me to do those things because I want to pack about five outfits. I want to pack about three different pairs of shoes to try on with those outfits. A lot of the time I take my laptop with me to get some work done when I'm at his house. You know, we live in separate houses. We work out seeing each other around our co-parenting like responsibilities I'm trying to think of the word um and making time for us and our relationship is probably one of our biggest challenges at the moment it's one that we're navigating well and making plans for the future but prioritizing and keeping the kids settled in their schools and with their friendship groups and their respective other parents is one of our biggest things so I'm not a bad girlfriend. I'm just prioritizing and I'm working with what I have right now, which again is good enough. So how can you work out how you can be good enough? How can you work on you being good enough and learn to fully believe that what you have is enough? What you have going into the new year is going to be enough. So one of the things that I got out of a book actually recently, and I can't pronounce the surname, you've got to really, really, really forgive me for this, but it's from a book called Be Seen. And I think her name is Jen Gottbeed. Please forgive me. But she talks about in her book, writing a badass list. So write a list of all the things that you have done, that you have overcome and that you have achieved in your life. Um, yeah, the book's called Be Seen. Did I say that? And I've listened to loads of podcast interviews with her recently with like Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield. She's been on a few of their, she's been a guest and she's, she used to be like a VH1 presenter back in the day. Anyway, she talks about writing this badass list and all the things that you have done, all the things that you have overcome, all the things that you have achieved in your life. Write this list in your phone notes, pin it to the top of your phone notes. So when you're feeling a bit shit about yourself, you can go back in there 
you can review it. You can actually, if you think that you've done something else that's amazing, that should go on your badass list, go and write that in there. You know, mine consists of things like I've survived the shame of a cancelled wedding. I'm a single mom and I've survived that so far for five years. Sometimes I'm thriving, sometimes I'm not surviving, but it is enough. Living alone. Honestly, I'd never lived alone before now. And I've always had housemates, boyfriends. I've never lived alone. So living alone is such a massive achievement for me. Running a house on my own, keeping up with everything that needs to go along with running a house is mental. I've never had to do that all on my own before. I've always had somebody else to rely on. Keeping Lila and the dog alive. And both of them thriving. Again, sometimes thriving, sometimes surviving, sometimes all crashed on the sofa. But we're here, we're alive. I have run four half marathons, three of them alone. Like I did the Birmingham half marathon back a long time ago, probably four or five years ago when I split up with my ex. It was my way of just overcoming all of my depression and overwhelm at the time. And I ran the Birmingham half marathon with my friend. And then since then I've run three more and I've run them on my own. I've just turned up and ran half marathons on my own and loved it. I've certified as a life coach. Again, that was a year of studying and passing exams and recording sessions with clients and getting results for clients that I didn't get paid for and then submitting that all as my coursework. So that was a massive, massive achievement. I don't think I give myself enough credit for doing that. I've started my own life coaching business. I've started this podcast. I write a blog every week. I put content out on social media, which is so scary. It's it's one of those things like people are watching, people are listening, people are reading what I'm writing. It's a real big thing to put all of that out into the world and then cut myself off from what other people might think about it. Because obviously lots of people are going to have lots of opinions about what I've got to say. And some of the stuff I've put out there about me being a Jehovah's Witness growing up, you know, will that upset my family? I hope not because I'm very complimentary about it all. But these are things that I've achieved and done and overcome my fears of. And then, you know, I've supported many, many life coaching clients this year. I've had so many clients come through and had amazing results. I'm creating an online course at the moment. I'm studying relationship psychology at the moment. All of these things are on my badass list because I'm a badass for doing all of these things on my own without anybody else holding my hand with a little bit of encouragement for those people around me. So these are just a few of what's on my list and I'm constantly adding to it. I'm constantly putting things in there and thinking, oh yeah, I've done that as well. I'm a badass and I need to believe that I'm a badass to continue doing these things, to be successful and to get what I want from the rest of my life. And this is my next point for you. If you if you work out what it is that you want for the rest of your life, you will start believing that you are enough because you want to achieve that thing in your life. So work out what it is that you want from the rest of your life and make achieving that your priority. And this is a very unpopular opinion, I imagine, but my relationship with Ed is more of a priority than Lila because He's my adult partner who supports me in everything I do. Lila is a child who needs my support. 
and without me having support, without, you know, if I, without head support and the problems that we all have, I wouldn't be able to support Lila in everything that she needs support in. So I prioritize Ed and work the problems that we have around our co-parenting, around our musical houses, because he's where I draw my energy from. He's where I get my energy to support Lila and my business. So he's my biggest supporter, my biggest priority. And without his love and support, I would have less love and support to give to Lila. She will grow up one day and have her life of her own. And I will be left with Ed and the dogs and my business. So unpopular opinion, but he's my biggest priority over Lila. You can't live your entire life based on what's best for your kids and other people. Lila is getting the best of what I have to offer. She's going to grow up one day. She's going to move out. She's going to leave me behind and I'm going to happily wave her off because she's her own person. And me living myself, thinking I'm a badass, knowing that what I've got to offer her right now is enough, is going to make her into a well-rounded individual. Her dad being a Disney dad and treating her the way he treats her and doing his own thing is going to make her grow up as a well-rounded individual. Everybody's going to influence her life and she's going to have everything she needs to grow up as a well-rounded individual. I hope. But she's getting the best of what I've got to offer her this Christmas. And, you know, it's all new stuff for her bedroom. It's all stuff for her to have that bedroom makeover that she wants. It's all new bedding, all cow print crazy stuff, cushions, throws. She's getting my old phone with a new case on it because she's nine years old and she does not really need a phone but it's actually quite useful for her to have a phone because between when I don't see her with her dad it'd be great for us to be able to contact each other she's got an ipad we can message each other but it'd be great for me to be able to phone her too you know I'm writing her a voucher for a decorating services so in January when there is more time when there's time to strip the wallpaper and paint the walls I can do that for her. So she's getting the voucher instead of having a whole like, ta-da, here's your new bedroom. And she'll have that new bed that she wants because honestly, when like Ed and his girls come and stay over, having a pull-out bed for the girls would be amazing. At the moment, they sleep on the sofa and it's just not practical, is it? Sticking kids on a sofa when we don't have anywhere else to go ourselves. Like there's not room for everybody in this house. There's not room for everybody in Ed's house. It's all a bit crazy. Um, but it would be amazing to have that new bed for her. So come the 51st of January, because isn't it the longest month on earth when we've all got no budget and everything's been spent on Christmas and we're all shattered. But come the end of January, when budgets open up again, when things get better, she will have that bed and it will be enough. And like everything you have to offer right now, it is good enough because what you are and who you are is good enough there's somebody out there for everybody we were at the christmas market the other night and there was a couple who were strange i can't be mean say they were just it was all a bit weird but they were snogging at the front of the queue for the german sausage stand and we just had to think, well, there's somebody out there for 
everybody. And they looked very happy with themselves, but it was all just a bit weird. And they, yeah, we're putting this off our food by snogging in front of the, the, the front of the sausage stand. So everything you have to offer right now is enough. Go and write that badass list. Go and work out what it is that you have achieved, that you are good at, that you have done for yourself, that you are surviving, that you are thriving at. And reinforce to yourself that you are good enough. Go and work out what it is that you want from the rest of your life. Where do you see yourself in three to five years time? Are you going to be there because you've prioritized what you want? Or are you going to be looking around and seeing that all of your friends have moved on, your kids have grown up and you haven't achieved what you wanted to do from your life because you didn't prioritize it. You put everybody else first. You let everybody else overstep your boundaries. You let the kids take over. Go and then prioritize exactly what it is that you want. Can you work out that from that's what you want in three to five years time and work backwards? You know, I can't remember what the Steve Jobs quote is, but you can't get to where you want to be without seeing the end result first. So if you can see where you want to be and you work backwards from that and you take the steps that are going to lead you to where you want to be and you prioritize those steps for the next three to five years you will be exactly where you want to be you are you will be exactly you will get exactly what you want from your life because you've took the steps to prioritize you what you want and not what everybody else wants from you and it is good enough what you have is good enough so You are always in the right place at the right time to get you to where you want to be. Embrace it. Embrace where you are right now. Be grateful that you have everything. Be grateful that you have got this Christmas with your loved ones and that what you have to offer them is good enough. And if you have got a Christmas with parents or grandparents or aunties and uncles and families that are all asking you, When are you going to get married? When are you going to settle down? When are you going to meet somebody? And you're a single lady and you're fed up of hearing it or if they're asking questions about single life, single parenting life, then you need to do a Denise Duffield Thomas trick, which she talks about in mini boot camp all of the time. And you ask them if they want to try the bean dip. And this can work with anything. Yeah, everything's going great. Thanks so much. Have you tried this? Take them to the buffet. Ask them about their holiday. Divert the conversation. Back to them. They don't need to know anything about you. They don't need to know anything about your dreams, your plans, and they don't need to be asking you questions. And you don't need to tell them anything either. It's nothing to do with them. Nothing to do with them if you're single, or if you're a single mom, or if you're struggling with things right now. They do not need to know. You just divert the conversation back to them. Here, try the bean dip, or how's your Christmas been? And just divert the conversation back to them. Anyway, have a wonderful Christmas. It is next week. I hope you're all looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a little break. Uh, My podcast will be back next week where I will be talking about forgiveness and letting go of everything in 2023. So Merry Christmas. And until the next episode of Healing with Healing, much love. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Healing with Healing. If you are struggling in the dating and relationship game, 
I can support you to gain unshakable self-worth and become the best version of you to attract the best person for you with my one-to-one coaching program, Be You for Rendezvous. There is a link in the show notes if you would like to find out more about my one-to-one coaching and how I can support you. Or please feel free to slide into my DMs on Insta and ask me any questions. I am at Rachel Teeling Coaching and this is where I share a lot of my dating journey, pictures of Ed, Lila and of course Frankie the Frenchie. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, please follow my show so you don't miss an episode. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a moment to rate and review to help me reach more ladies who need to hear this healing journey to inspire them to heal from their own trauma and find lasting love. Catch you on the next episode of Healing with Healing. I am hosting Boundary Workshops in the coming weeks where we will be mapping out your values, working out who you are as your authentic self and how to clearly create, state and uphold your boundaries when dating. No more bad guys and their bad behaviour. For just nine ninety nine, you will have an hour of my expert insights into what is stopping you from attracting the man of your dreams and how creating and upholding boundaries will attract the right guy for you. Don't worry if you can't join me live on Wednesday the 28th and Thursday the 29th of February, you can download the replay. Sign up using the link in my show notes. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Healing with Healing. If you are struggling in the dating and relationship game, I can support you to gain unshakable self-worth and become the best version of you to attract the best person for you with my one-to-one coaching programme, Be You for Rendezvous. There is a link in the show notes if you would like to find out more about my one-to-one coaching and how I can support you, or please feel free to slide into my DMs on Insta and ask me any questions. I am at Rachel Teeling Coaching, and this is where I share a lot of my dating journey, pictures of Ed, Lila, and of course, Frankie the Frenchie. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, please follow my show so you don't miss an episode. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a moment to rate and review to help me reach more ladies who need to hear this healing journey to inspire them to heal from their own trauma and find lasting love. Catch you on the next episode of Healing with Healing.